Good evening. Thank you all for coming tonight. Let's begin with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Father God, thank you for the gift of this evening. Thank you for the gift of our lives. Lord, we thank you for the gift of your presence in the Eucharist with us here. We pray, Father, that you would help us to open our hearts to you this night. To allow you to work in us, Lord, we know that you desire our healing. You desire our wholeness. Lord, you're relentless in your pursuit of our freedom. And Father, I just ask that you would help us tonight to be open to everything you want to do in us, for us, through us. We make these prayers through your name. Amen. And we have, Matt, how many priests for confession? We have two? I think we actually have four priests for confession tonight. And uh, Papa Joe right there in the middle is sort of your guide as to where to go um, and, and who's open and where the stations are. I know we've got um, a, a station up here, for con a confessional up here. We've got the confessional. Someone's in, in the sacristy? In the music room, in the back over here, and then in the confession room up there, we have Father Dan from St. Peter's. And by the way, thank uh, Father Dan and all the people at St. Peter's for inviting us in again. So. And we also are going to have prayer teams as well. Yeah, the prayer teams, I believe, somebody correct me if I'm wrong, the prayer teams typically start after the talk. Miss Denny, am I right about that? Yes. Okay, so Deacon Kenny's going to come up and give a talk after we do a little praise and worship. <clears throat> then when we start adoration... Um, the prayer teams will be available, and I don't know the locations, but see, see Mr. Joe. Okay, okay, there you go. There's no place I would rather be no place I would rather be. There's no place I would rather be. I'm here in your love, here in your love. There's no place I would rather be. There's no place I would rather be. There's no place I would rather be. I'm here in your love, here in your love. So set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain. Cause I want more of you, God. Cause I want more of you, God. So set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, I can't control. Cause I want more of you, God. Cause I want more of you, God. There's no place I would rather be. There's no place I would rather be. There's no place I would rather be than here in your love, here in your love. There's no place I would rather be. There's no place I would rather be. There's no place I would rather be here in your love, here in your love. So set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain and I can't control. Cause I want more of you, God. Cause I want more of you, God. So set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, I can't control. Cause I want more of you, God. Cause I want more of you, God. 
set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain and I can't control. Cause I want more of you, God. Cause I want more of you, God. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain and I can't control. Cause I want more of you, God. Cause I want more of you, faithfulness, O God. You wrestle with the sinner's restless heart. You lead us by still waters into mercy. Nothing can keep us apart. So Your grace is enough. 
Blessed be your glorious name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name, Lord Jesus. Blessed be the our strength we bow down and worship him now how great how awesome is he together we sing together we sing everyone sings holy is the Lord God almighty Lord God Almighty, the earth is filled with His glory. The earth is filled with His glory. You stand and lift up our hands, for the joy of the Lord is our strength. We bow down. Worship Him now, how great, how awesome is He, together we sing, together we sing, and everyone sing, holy is the Lord, God Almighty, the earth is filled with His glory, holy is the Lord. Yeah, we 
here. Lord, this place is truly filled with your glory. I pray that you would open our hearts to the words you want to speak to us today. I want to invite up Deacon Kenny Eulich, who will be sharing with us some words tonight. We ask Blessed Mother that you would just surround him with your mantle, that he may be docile to the Holy Spirit, speak the words of your son. And we're going to sing a song that we have sung. I'm going to ask everybody to extend their hands. If you don't know the song, you can kind of follow along. We're going to sing this song called Spirit of the Living God, and it goes fall afresh on him. Melt him, mold him, fill him, use him. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on him. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on him. Oh. 
we're going to open up ourselves and say, Spirit of living God, fall afresh on us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. First of all, for the invitation to be with you this evening for a night of adoration and prayer and just peaceful reflection in the Lord's presence. And so this evening, um, the topic is transformation in Christ. And I'd like to begin actually with um, a reading from 1 John. 1 John chapter 3, the beloved disciple says the following. He says, See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called the children of God. And so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. It does not, it has not, it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he appears, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. And everyone who thus hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. So in reflecting upon transformation in Christ, I was thinking of all of these different images and ideas and passages, and one of the most profound experiences in my life took place actually my first year when I was away at school. And it was right after I had gone to daily mass and my roommate actually came and found me as I was doing my Thanksgiving prayer. And he walked up and he put his arm around me and he said, words that I'll never forget. He says, as you have consumed him, now allow him to consume you. He says, remember that it only takes one good Holy Communion to become the greatest of saints. He says, may this communion make you a great saint. And then he chided me and said, what's been your problem up to this point? And it's a question that I think we should all ask ourselves, right? But all of us here tonight, I know myself, we're all coming here and we're searching for something. This week's been long. There's been so much that's been going on in our world and in our lives. And so many of us are searching and we're hurting and we're longing. And every single person here is in need of some type of transformation, some type of way in which the Lord wants to consume us and bring us into himself completely without any distinction drawing us into himself fully by the power of the Holy Spirit. All of us here have been hurt deeply by people that we know, we love. All of us here, in some way, shape, or form, search for some type of fitting in. Do we fit in? Will we be accepted? 
Those of us that are sitting here are stressed about our futures, our homes, our lives. What will happen next? There's a longing for all of us here to be heard, to be understood. And silently, many here no doubt are suffering from betrayal of friendships that are lost. And some have to realize that they themselves have done these things to others and are in need of repentance. So often, holiness that we know we're all called to can seem so distant and almost impossible to attain. And that's exactly it. It is absolutely impossible for us to attain holiness by our own power. It can become exhausting. But brothers and sisters, I'm here to tell you that what would it be like, what would our lives be like if we could take some type of accounting of our lives up to this moment and look into the future and ask ourselves, what would our lives be like if indeed we began to live lives filled with peace, filled with love, with joy, with patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, the fruits of the Holy Spirit? How much more meaningful would our lives be, not tomorrow, but right now? One of my favorite saints, St. Elizabeth the Trinity, is very serious when she turns and she says that we must realize that eternity is present in us now by the life of grace, by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, that eternity is present in us now. Heaven is present in our souls this very minute by the means of God's grace, transforming us from the inside. Beloved, we are God's children now and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we do know that when he appears we will be like him because we will see him as he is. He does not come to change us in ways that will be unrecognizable. He does not come to make new versions of us. He comes to make us new. Transforming us into what St. Paul refers to as epistles in the flesh, not written on stone, but literally written in your lives so that other people may read them and be drawn to Christ by the lives that we live. But how? It's an interesting question when we begin to ask ourselves and we struggle with so much and we wonder, how is it possible for me to become holy, for me to become transformed in Jesus Christ? And the answer, brothers and sisters, is first and foremost, by the power of the indwelling of the Blessed Trinity. Secondly, by understanding the way in which God wants to transform us with each and every Holy Communion so that our lives might truly be animated completely in Christ. You know, when I was a child, I remember being told that God dwells inside of me and God is inside of me, and it seems almost like a, a passing type thing for us so often. But it's absolutely revolutionary to our spiritual lives if we begin to take a moment to meditate upon the significance of this moment. The significance of one drop, so to speak, of grace inside of the soul. St. Thomas teaches us that the dignity of a, a newly baptized child is greater than all of creation combined. One drop of sanctifying grace, so to speak. And why is that? Because this is the very purpose for the gospel. Jesus Christ comes to us and he says to us, repent, believe in the gospel, repent. Turn away from your sins and come to me and know that the kingdom of God is at hand and the kingdom of God is in you. And he comes to us and he tells us that if we're thirsty to drink so that we might actually experience living waters that would well up inside of us unto eternal life so that we might never be dry again. 
And yet so many of us live lives of emptiness and dryness, even though there is literally an untapped spring of eternal life and of God's grace resting inside of our souls, waiting to be awakened, if only we would call. Because the road to heaven that we are called to walk is actually heaven itself. Because the Holy Spirit dwells, and where the Holy Spirit dwells, the Father and the Son are also present, and all of heaven is present there too. The bond of love, the Holy Spirit, this great uncreated gift, is poured out into our very hearts. Love has been poured out into our very hearts. The spirit of love, the spirit of charity, the same heaven poured out into our very souls, now dwelling inside of us to transform us. If only we allowed the Lord to move. There is a sense, beautifully, that God does not want us to wait till death to taste heaven. Heaven is present to us here in our souls if we remain in the state of grace as the Holy Spirit dwells with all of his seven gifts. St. Thomas teaches us that by grace all of the gifts are present. St. Paul also teaches us, he says in, in Ephesians 1, in him you also who have heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and have believed in him were sealed by the promise of the Holy Spirit who is the guarantor of your inheritance, the first payment, the down payment of the inheritance that awaits for you on high in heaven so that you might acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory, of his grace. Brothers and sisters, at our baptisms, we were literally given a down payment on the glory that is to be ours, a seed of glory, if you will, a seed of glory that must begin to grow inside of us if we are ever to attain eternal life. And that should be recognized and seen in the way that we love and interact with people here on this side of eternity. Because the Holy Spirit wishes to move through our natural gifts, like wind through the sails of a sailboat, so that you can actually begin to attain things that you otherwise thought were impossible. Sins that you think you cannot overcome, you can't overcome them by your own free will, by your own strength alone. You need God's power, God's grace, the gifts of the Holy Spirit to animate you so that you can not just overcome your sins, but attain great holiness, which is the call on every single human heart, the call to love, the call to holiness, as God begins to transform us from the inside out, turning us into these living epistles of Jesus Christ. As I said, at baptism, we receive these made these promises and received promises from God himself. This great seed of eternal life that is planted inside of us gives us a duty, a duty for each and every single one of us that we have to be responsible for, a promise made to carry our baptismal garments, the garment of grace, unstained into eternal life. And it is the Holy Spirit that is poured out on us first at baptism and then at confirmation that gives us the power that we receive, as the book of Acts says, so that we might live the life of God here and now in the midst of a world that is against us, to say the very least. Because there is so much out here in the world and in our society and even in our homes oftentimes that might allow us to begin to become transformed, not by Jesus Christ, but by the world itself. And it is the power of the Holy Spirit and his seven gifts dwelling inside of us, animating us, to eternal life. It is in this way that if we consider the Holy Spirit as this gift of love poured out into our souls, 
that we must understand that love, true love, is capable of overcoming any obstacle. It accepts every sacrifice. And that the love of Christ to be like him means to strip ourselves of all things for love. Our sins, our anger, our insecurities, our fears, our arrogance, our hate, our malice, our selfishness, our bitterness. And out of love for Jesus Christ to be stripped of all these things so that we might attach ourselves to him and to him alone. Love for love. His love has been poured out and it calls and it demands that we conform ourselves in love. Because brothers and sisters, if we fail at returning love for love, at being transformed by this love, we will have no inheritance in him. Think about that for a second. That's a, a very painful and very difficult thing to say. But if love is not in us, we have no inheritance in him. And love is not in us when we commune with sin. If we are in sin, the very gift of God, the grace of God, the gift of the seven, seven, seven gifts of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit himself is cast out of the temple of our souls. And we have left ourselves desolate, searching for a home, isolated, not just in this life, but spiritually as well. And sometimes we hear people and they tell us, and people have said to me, oh, well, venial sins aren't that serious. If we understood the nature of sin and what sin was, we would then begin to see that all sin is serious. And I like to describe venial sin as, it's like going blind, losing a limb. And mortal sin is like multi-organ failure spiritually. It brings death to the soul. And it causes the loss of this dwelling of the Holy Spirit. And it's imperative that when we, when we experience, God forbid that we do experience the death of the soul, the death, the life of grace in our souls, that we find our way to the confessional. That we allow ourselves to truly be made free, to be transformed, to be made new. To be brought back into his love. In the Gospel of St. John, Jesus tells us very clearly, he says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And if you keep my commandments, the Father and I will come and make our home in you. This, brothers and sisters, is precisely why the Lord came. St. Gregory the Great tells us that love without action is not love, but love's opposite. The opposite of love, if love is not yet crucified, if love is not both bound by loving obedience and a response to love, is love that comes from love demands love as a response. The Catechism tells us that we are called to know to love and to serve him. We must know him first to love him and know and love him to serve him in this life so as to be happy in the next. Loving obedience is possible only because God dwells inside of us, bringing us peace. And as the Psalms say, giving a habitation, a home to the homeless, giving us a home in heaven now. Come to know this transformation of your minds by allowing yourselves to be transformed by his presence dwelling inside of you. When our Lord talks about transformation, I know it's difficult for some of us, all of us, 
Because we expect and we want transformation to be quick. But so often, the Lord wants us to go through this process of gradual conversion, of gradual radical dependence on him. And to that end, the Lord provides us with the Eucharist. The Eucharist, my brothers and sisters, is nothing short of the way by which we climb the mountain to our final end, which is the vision of God. You can say that it's from the Trinity to the Eucharist and from the Eucharist back to the Trinity that we attain heaven, where we allow him to consume us in each communion and as we sit and we adore him as we will in a few moments, allowing his gaze to consume all that we are. Because what the Lord seeks to do with each communion and with each interaction of him is to begin to knock down walls that separate us and to uproot the things that have begun to dwell inside of our hearts so that there is space for the root, for the, for the, for the seed of glory to grow inside of your hearts and in your souls. We are to live each day from communion to communion, each week from communion to communion. One of the things that I, I think is one of those beautiful images that I've seen and you can find it at the Ursuline Chapel on State Street, is the image of our Blessed Mother receiving communion from the hands of St. John the Apostle. It's a really profound image if you think about it. The image of Our Lady, who gave flesh to the Savior, receiving her Son in the Most Holy Eucharist. And you think, what could she possibly gain, she who is sinless, from receiving her Son again and again in the Eucharist? And the answer is, there was nothing encumbering her from her soul expanding more and more from loving God, constantly being raised from glory to glory, from grace to grace. But in you and I, there's so many different obstacles, and the Lord wants to root those out with every communion, and he wants to make more space if only we begin to receive and adore and love with the heart of the Blessed Virgin, a heart that's grateful, a heart that's filled with love and that seeks to serve. So be transformed in your communions through adoration and allow the Lord to draw you close. In our time here this evening, I pray that you will allow the Lord to heal you and to consume you, to make you new. I pray that you have the opportunity to go to confession and make a sincere penance and a firm resolve. It is by grace in the indwelling and the most holy Eucharist that he who is closer to you than you are your very self, draws you to himself now. Whether it be in your classrooms, your boardrooms, your cars, or your kitchens, he is close to us. He is dwelling in us. And heaven is closer than you can imagine. Present right now, dwelling and transforming you from the inside out, abiding in you. The only way that you and I will ever become like him is to bind our lives in his love, the bond of perfection, the gift of God dwelling in us by his power and by his grace. And as he who dwells in inaccessible light dwells in you, may you be transformed into one who gives light to the house of God. What we are to be is not yet known, but in the end, we are to be like him, for we will see him as he is. Know that he dwells in you with his power. See him 
adore him, and be made new. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So we're about to enter into a period of, um, of adoration. Deacon Kenny's going to come out and expose, expose the Blessed Sacrament. It's a very solemn period of time in, in the way that we worship. He's not standing up here, but can everybody give a hand to Deacon Kenny? Because that was awesome. Please, just thank him so much. Once... Um, Adoration begins after the initial exposition of the Blessed Sacrament. We'll have our prayer teams, um, right, Miss Denny? Uh, see, go to the back and see uh, Mr. Joe when he gets back out here, or Miss Denny, and they'll kind of direct you to the different teams. Um, as again, um, confessions are still going on throughout this whole period, so please avail yourself of that. Um, and real quick, as we enter into this solemn period of prayer, um, I know for, uh, for a lot of us, it's been a tough week. So we want to remember the Hall family and, and Cooper, um, the St. Paul student who lost his life this week, and just keep them in your prayers during this time. Um, and I have a personal favor that I want to ask. It's a guy that I taught theology with for years at Jesuit. Um, who just had a stroke and they found a brain tumor and he's really struggling. His name is James Michelek and uh, he, before this group came here and before it was this big, he actually came once or twice to our prayer group with his daughter and prayed with us. So just remember James and, and the Hall family, please. Um, and then we'll get into this in a minute. Thanks again. Sempre tenha glória 
Step down into darkness, open my eyes, let me see beauty that made this heart adore you, hope of a life spent with you. So here I am to worship here I am to bow down here I am to say that you're my God you're all together lovely you're all together worthy all together wonderful to I'll never know how much 
Some 
Altars where you need us. Take me there, take me there. What you need is just an offering. It's right here, my life is here. 
and I'll be a living sacrifice for you. You're a fire, you're a finder. I want to be consumed. I want to be tried by fire. Purify, you take whatever you desire. Lord, here's my Glory wants to come here. Let it fall. We want it all. Your fire is consuming. In this place, set it ablaze, and I'll be your living sacrifice for you. You're the fire, you're the fire. I want to be consumed. Here's my life, I want to be tried by 
As a sacrifice, I want to burn for you, only for you. Clean my hands, purify my heart. I want to burn for you, only for you. Take my life as a sacrifice. Fish 
glorify you, O Lord. We love you. We need you. Consume our hearts with your love. We praise you.
your praise. Our hearts will cry, these bones will sing.
Jesus, Lamb of God, saving the for all, Lord of heaven and earth, Father's love for all, I bow to you, Jesus, Lamb of God, saving the for all, Lord of heaven and earth, I bow to you, I bow to
Prize, open the eyes of my heart. We got to finish with something, right? And open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. Anybody know how to clap out there? I want to see you. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my see you, I want to see you, see you, I lift it up, shining in the light of your glory, pour out your power and love, sweet sing holy, 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 one time, holy, 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 to see you. Amen. Amen. Amen.